You're listening to Turn the Page, a bookish podcast about all things fantasy, YA, LGBT and romance. Each month we'll be reviewing new books, sharing our thoughts on the latest book news and events and hosting our monthly book club. And now over to our hosts, Kaylee and Sophie. Hello and welcome to the Turn the Page podcast. Welcome back for those of you who've joined us before and welcome also to anyone new who's joining us today. We're back after a bit of a break, a longer one than intended due to tech issues mostly, which we're pleased to say should now be all fixed, so we are back and ready to talk books. As always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host and sister Sophie. Hi Sophie. Hello. It's great to be back. This month our theme is book adaptations, so we're going to be talking all about our favourite book-to-TV and book-to-movie adaptations, as well as some books we wish had never been made into movies and some we can't wait for. We're also going to be chatting about National Novel Writing Month, Audible Gate, and as always our monthly book club, so stay tuned for that. But first, I think we should talk a little bit about what we've been reading lately. Sophie, do you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, So I haven't done much reading, to be honest with you, but I did have one on my to-be-read list for quite a while, and then it became free on Amazon Prime, um, so I took the opportunity, and it's called When Wishes Bleed by Casey L. Bond. Okay. Um, What's that about? It's really good, actually. It was about witches. Yeah. Um, and a prince. Okay. Um, my review is to follow. Yes, so, because I've been hounding you for yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I don't want to give too much <laughs> away. Like, I, I hate talking about them, really, until I've wrote my review. Yeah, that makes sense. I do the same. I'm like, I make notes, but then I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep it to myself until I've written it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, overall, I, I did give it four stars, so it's not... Okay. It's not well up there, but considering... Could you give us a little bit more about what it's, what it's actually about? So we know there's a witch, I think yep. you said, and a prince, so but other than that... It, it's a bit like... Um, oh, what's it called? You know, like the Hunger Games, like you've got divisions. Yes. So basically, you've got, you've got divisions. The districts. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The districts that make up... A big... Like a country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of the word. What's the word for country? Yeah. Um, so you've got, like, different tiers, and then you've got the witches, which are on the 13th. Okay. Um, now, they don't really mix or interact with anybody else from, from the other tiers, the other districts. Oh, okay, so they're, like, elitist or... Yeah. yeah. Well, like, kind of outcast. Like, everybody oh, that gets okay. outcasts right, from, okay. like, the main district yeah. goes through the 13th. Right, okay. Um, and they're all... <clears throat> positioned in a circle and you've got all the different like so you've got the the air witches the earth witches the fire witches the fate witches yeah so all elemental yeah um and on one night of the year people from different districts are allowed into the 13 and the prince ends up going and gets a read which basically says that he it's it's inevitable that he will die. Right. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, but the witch that did the reading instantly gets some kind of connection. Like she really likes him, and she's a bit of an outcast. So none of the other witches speak to her, and right. she's the daughter of fate. So okay. Do you know what I mean? And they're all. Oh, that's really cool. I love it when like mythology and stuff yeah. comes into it as well. Um, yeah. So she's an outcast because everybody's afraid of her because she predicts fate. Yeah. So yeah, so then obviously she's invited to the palace and she's got to try and save the prince and find out who's trying to kill him and why. Right, okay. Um, okay. So yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll leave it there because I don't want you to give anything away. Yeah, no, I'm not I think to. that's mostly what's in the blurb, but yeah, yeah, that sounds really cool. I do love all that fatey kind of mystery kind of thing, yeah, magic, obviously. Have you read anything else or is it just that um, one? No, I read that one and then I read our monthly book. Yes, um, which, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, we'll talk about the extraordinaries but later. But yeah, that's that's it for me. It's been a bit of a 
pants month on the reading front, I'm afraid. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it hasn't been a month though, has it? Because for us, we didn't, we did the podcast, it was back in August, yeah. and then we had a month off because you went away, then we had another month off because you moved house, and then we had another <laughs> month off because we had really bad technical issues, so yes. yeah, it's been a long time coming. Um, so I've read quite a few, actually, well, I'll say quite a few, not as much as normal, and the lockdown's put me into a massive funk, but also... Um, the last five star book that I read, which was The House in the Cerulean Sea by TJ Clune, which I've talked your ear off outside I know, I of the do podcast. Need to read it. Yeah, but that was such an amazing book. I absolutely loved it. Every single thing about it, the characters, the world, just everything. And since I read that, which I feel like is possibly the best book possibly, I don't even know <laughs> whether this year ever, I don't know. It's so good. I just feel like nothing else has been as good I got, nothing else has struck me the way that did yeah and I'm finding it so hard to get into anything new because that's always in the back of my mind now I had that last year um I think it was last year it might have been this year yeah with what you've forgotten I'm, yeah I'm really bad <laughs> with names and stuff okay well while you think of that yeah I was just gonna say so it, it's just everything about it's so warm and so happy and so nice and yes there are tough things the challenges that have to be faced and things that aren't very nice but overall, it's just like a big warm hug, and it's mm. such it's such a good book. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Once again, T.J. Clune has just knocked it out of the park with that one. Um, but then, like I said, after that, I've read. Don't get me wrong, I've read enjoyable books since that, but nothing that sort of hit that mark. Yeah. Um. So I read Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall, which everyone told me to read. It was recommended to me so many times. It's been so well rated. And I just didn't enjoy it. It was like enemies to lovers and like slow burn. And I was like, yeah, I'm in for romance. That's what I want right now. And it just didn't sit. There was no chemistry, at least not for me. I didn't feel any. I couldn't connect at all. It felt like at times the author was talking about something that I just did not understand. Whatever references were just going over my head completely. Um, And I just didn't, just couldn't get into it at all. So that was a bit of a letdown. Um, but then, you know, I've read some other really nice stuff. So I got an ARC copy of um, The Sad Ghost Club by, I want to say Lizzie Meddings. I'm not actually sure if that's correct or not. Um, and that's a graphic novel, mm. which I've been wanting to read more of anyway. Yeah. And they're so cute because I don't know if you've read the Heartstopper series by Alice Oseman, which no, is still coming out. It is, it is on my book. Yeah, and I've got the first three volumes and they're so adorable and so really nice. And just literally something you can just lose yourself in for an hour and then that's it, you're done. Yeah. Um so I started reading The Sad Ghost Club and it was really cute. It was really good. Um it's got really good um positive mental health rep because mm-hmm. it's all about if you're feeling sad, alone, anxious, if you get sort of worked up in social situations, which was immediately relatable. Yeah. Um, there's one point where the ghost is literally talking to his cat about whether or not he should go to a party. I'm like, I've done that. I've literally <laughs> done that with my pets before. I'm like, and then if something goes wrong, I'm like, it's a bad idea. Bad idea. It's your fault, cat. Um, so that was really, really nice. Um, so that was just a really short read, and that's coming out in January 2021, which we are not that far away from, We're which not. is terrifying. <laughs> Um, and then I read um, Date Me Bryson Keller by Kevin Van Wye, which was a YA contemporary, um, which again was recommended loads um, on Goodreads and by other people. That was really nice. It had a really diverse cast. Well, I say really nice. It started really nice. And straight away I got into it and I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Um, I'm invested in the characters. The characters seem really sweet. This is going to be one of those lovey-dovey cute books. It's really nice. <laughs> And then 
I don't know, somewhere around halfway through, things took a turn for the really, really horrible. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a coming out story. Yeah. And obviously we all know, some of us from experience, that they aren't always pleasant. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it just took, takes 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 a bit of a bit of a turn. But one thing I will say is when I read and watched Love, Simon, Simon versus the Homo Sapiens Agenda, I said, and so did you, that his friends sucked yeah. and he deserved better friends. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say about Date Me Bryson Callot is his friends are amazing. Really? His friends are the friends that Simon deserved. Yeah. Yeah, so if, if you're going to just read the, read the book for them, yeah. if you're not going to read it for anything else, because it was really good. Um, but yeah, so they were great. The diversity was really great. Like I said, the overall story was brilliant. It was just hurtful. There was a lot of sadness in the book. Um, that I wasn't expecting, actually. Yeah. So that took me a bit by surprise. So then to cheer myself up, I started to listen to um, an audiobook. I listened to A Villain for Christmas by Alice Winters, which is hysterical. Is that the one that you said was narrated by... Michael Leslie. Yes. Yes, and it has me in stitches. Like, I can't listen to it too late at night because I end up waking everybody <laughs> up because I'm laughing so much. I'm literally like that with every, everything that, that Michael Leslie yeah. narrates. Yeah, well, I think I've only listened to one or two of the things that he's narrated, and I think they were both TJ Klune. Um, and listening to him read this book, I was like, is this TJ Klune? For example, there is a hairless cat in it named Balzac <laughs> it's just I don't know why but it has me in stitches and it's just it's so funny but the thing is as well what Alice Winters has done so well which is something that TJ Klune does as well is even though it's hysterical and it has you literally laughing out loud there are moments where you literally want to cry yeah or you're on your edge of your seat like what's going to happen next it's one of those books that has you just literally from throwing you from emotional emotion to emotion yeah. all over the place but it's so so good and i'm i'm really glad i listened to it because i think michael leslie's done such a brilliant job yeah. the only narration that i don't like the only character's voice that i don't like is the main character's mum just because he's gone so far out on the accent? Well, on, I don't even know if it's an accent, but whatever voice he's done for it, he's gone so sort of over the top. Mm. It's like ridiculous, yeah. And it's almost it grates on you a little bit, so it's almost unbearable to listen yeah. to. But yeah, it's really really funny, and uh, that's my first Christmas read as well this year. Oh, okay, so what's that called again? Then it's called A Villain for Christmas by Alice Winters, and it is really good. I'm going to um, add that to my Christmas, uh, my wish list. TBR, yeah. yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Like I said, it's full of laughs. It's all about superheroes mm-hmm. and, and villains, as you probably gathered from the title. <laughs> um, but it's really, really good. And like the, the, the love, so it's a romance as well. Yeah. So the two main characters just fit so perfectly and it's so good. And I know I keep uh, sort of comparing it to a TJ Klune book, but only because there are so many similarities in the best way. Yeah. So, like, um, with TJ Clune's books, we, we sort of come to expect such a diverse cast of characters, and you get exactly the same with this book. And in TJ Clune books, you come to expect um, that being gay or being queer, being whatever, is just accepted and nobody bats an eyelid, and that's exactly the same as it is in this book, and it's beautiful. And it's so nice to read a book where... It, they don't make a big deal out of your sexuality and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's good. really nice. Um, I've also started A Rage of Dragons by Evan Winter, which is a epic fantasy. It's been compared to um, Game of Thrones 
Yes, yeah, I've heard quite a lot about yeah. that. Yeah, um, I asked for recommendations on Twitter and somebody recommended it. And actually, it's a really cool story just about the author himself because he was a self-published author. So he published it himself and the book actually did that well and is that well received that I think he's gone on to be offered a traditional publishing contract. Right. So, you know, he's done he's done really well with it. Uh, but yeah, from, this, from the second it opens, you're like, yeah, I understand what people mean about the Game of Thrones thing because it literally launches you straight into all the action. There's dragons immediately. You don't wait for them. They are there. Yeah. Um, and it's just really cool. But you start with a prologue and the prologue's actually like like five chapters long really it's like the longest prologue i've ever read in my life it's it, it's really long um but it's all you, you literally immediately start in the middle of a battle yeah. so it's really cool and then once the prologue ends you jump quite away into the future and you start with the main character who is the character who's central to the novel so i haven't finished that yet i haven't finished a villain for christmas either they're ones that i've still got going on and then the last one i just wanted to talk about sorry just one more <laughs> it's all right. is um how to Steal a Heart in 500 Kisses by Anita Sunday. And she's one of my favourite authors. Her books are, like, so sweet yeah. and just so cute and just, like... The, the the main characters are always usually a bit clueless yeah. and just a bit stubborn. Um, so it's usually really nice just to... And there's usually very little angst as well, so there's not really much drama that goes on. They're just nice little reads. Um, and it, it was a reread, actually, because she's re-releasing it. Um, with another book that I've forgotten the name of. So it's going to be part of a two-book series, and that's coming out on the 30th of November. So that was really sweet, and I'd definitely, definitely recommend that. Good. But yeah, so you read anything else, or was that...? No, that's that's literally been it for me. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that I'm going to do better this month, but I do say <laughs> that, so I'm not going to... But I will yeah. be better this month because I feel I feel better on myself. I feel like I'm coming out of my reading slump. Yeah, that's the thing. I felt because we didn't do the podcast for so long as well. I just felt like I had no drive to read anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only since we started talking about you know getting things back up and running that I was like, right, okay, I want to read this now and I want to read this and this yeah. just so that we got more things and to I, talk I noticed about. Just just by talking about like obviously what we plan to do on the podcast and what we plan yeah. to read straight away. Like, my mood was, was instantly lifted. Like, because obviously I'd said to you quite a few times before that I was feeling quite fed up on that and yeah. I hadn't really been reading anything. And Yeah, that's the thing. This year has been so hard yeah. on so many people. And, I mean, even not, not at all discounting the worst things that have happened, but just in terms of your mood and your mental health, just being stuck in the house and not seeing or talking to anybody that you normally would... It just, it's had me feeling just utterly rubbish. Yeah. And I'm not trying, not trying to make lower the mood of the podcast at all. But, you know, it's, it's been so nice just to get back together and get back to talking about books yeah. because it, it does make me happy. And I hope it does no, for no, you and does, for anybody who's listening because well. it's and nice. Like I said, it has, obviously, like I said before, the minute that we start talking about something book related. Yeah, you just start feeling a bit better. Yeah. And then you, you're just inspired and yeah. what's it to, yeah, actually, do you know what? I'm going to pick up. That one that I've been saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because even then... right now I'm like, right, when I get when I'm when when we're done, I'm gonna listen to this or I'm gonna read this, and that's yeah. it. Then I'm like, yeah, my mood's no, set. Yeah, yeah, but it's really yeah. good. But yeah, so let's go. Let's move on. Um, so our, as I mentioned earlier, our theme for this month's podcast is book adaptations. So book to movie or book to TV. Um, so do you want to start us off with some movie or TV adaptations that you loved? Um, yeah. So, I don't know if... I think I mentioned it a few podcasts ago. Okay. Um, The Cuckoo's Calling. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed the books. Okay. Um, 
and I completely forgot that the I think the BBC were making um, a series mm. until I saw it on I yeah I did I saw it on iPlayer a bit a bit ago okay um, so I started watching those um, were they good or yeah so Surpri- did they accept, did they sort of match up with the book surprisingly yeah okay and I did enjoy them yeah because I do enjoy it when when they do that because um, for me like one was um, Game of Thrones which you know I already talked about earlier a little bit but. The first, so I watched the the show before I read the books. Yeah, um, and I've only read the first book, but when I wa- read the book after watching the show, I couldn't believe how closely they'd got the first book and the first season. It was almost not word for word, obviously, but you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it was really really close. But then people have said to me that after that first season, it completely the show went off on its own tangent and is nothing like the books. There are characters that died in the mo- the, the film the tv show rather yes. that's still alive in, in the, the books, books and vice versa and things like that so apparently they just went in a completely different direction but the first book was so closely done yeah yeah do you have any others that you really um, enjoyed there's quite a few actually um we did say that this topic we could probably talk about for the whole say, hour yeah. and more so we'll do our best to keep it short and sweet <laughs> now this this one's a bit of a contradiction the golden compass yeah, okay. And his Dark Materials. Yeah. The books to His Dark Materials I read and I absolutely loved them. Okay. Um, watched the Golden Compass film. Yeah. Didn't like. No. But then, again, the BBC have made... The His Dark Materials series. Yeah, yeah. and I can honestly say it's fantastic. See, I have different opinions on this. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't remember when... <sighs> I read the book so, so long ago. I was a teenager-ish. I don't even remember. It was Literally. Not, yeah, I think I was still at school. I was either at school or I was at college. So I was somewhere between 14 to 17 mm-hmm. when I last read those. And I honestly do not really remember a lot of what was in them. Yeah. Um, now, I remember watching the Golden Compass movie. Now, I do remember enjoying the books, though, I should say. Because obviously I did read all three and I do remember enjoying them. I just don't particularly remember what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't have the best memory for rem- remembering things that happened in books. I think that's why I enjoy rereading so much. Yeah. Because I can reread a book that I've already read and sometimes I'm like, oh, wow. So it's like reading it again new for the first time. Yeah. Um, because I've just completely forgotten what happened. Um, so yeah, so I watched The Golden Compass and I don't like Daniel Craig. Everybody don't hate me, but I (laughs) I don't like him at all. And I think he was so bad as Lord Asriel. He just, he, for me, he's got no charisma on screen and I just find him a little bit boring. I don't like him as James Bond in the slightest. Um, I think it's well past you that he was replaced. (laughs) I'm going to get hate mail for this. Um, um, yeah. And I don't know, I didn't really think Nicole Kidman was best suited, although she was quite creepy as yeah. Mrs. Coulter, which, you know, I think she was supposed to be anyway. So that that kind of worked. And then, yeah, I did try to watch the His Dark Materials series, mm-hmm. and I got one episode in and was like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> really? turned it off. Yeah, I just did not enjoy it oh. at all. But speaking of recent TV adaptations, though, I haven't read the book, but... I recently watched, and I know you did as well, binge-watched The Queen's Gambit yes. on Netflix, which was phenomenal and has now made me want to read the book and also to play chess again <laughs> because I, know, I used to play chess. Yeah, so did I. And as soon as I'd watched, finished binge-watching all those series, I literally opened chess on my computer and started <laughs> playing against the computer. I'm rubbish, by the way, absolutely rubbish. I've forgotten everything I learned when I was younger. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. And the, 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 the show was fantastic literally everything there was not a fault the 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 lighting the casting 
the cinematography, the, the, the costumes, everything was just it stunning. Was just everything, the music, wasn't it? Yeah. it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. So just as something to watch, I definitely recommend The Queen's Gambit. Do you have any more? Uh, one that I didn't particularly like. Normally, I always prefer the book or like it equally as much as the film. Okay. Uh, Ready Player One. Right, okay. thought the film was all right. I love the movie. Yeah. I think it's really, really good. The book, I thought, was horrendous. Okay. And I'll probably get a bit of a frown well, There's that, a new one coming out, I know, isn't Ready Player Ready Two. Ready Player Two. Yeah. Um, I just I just wasn't... I don't know whether it was because I watched the film before I read the book. Yeah, okay. Um, but I just See, I have, I have no desire to read the book. And I don't know why... What's really strange is I really enjoyed the movie, but the actual the, the, just because it's a book about video games, it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, just I, I think that's just because it's just not what I'm interested in. But I do really enjoy the film. Yeah, but I think I enjoy the film because of the acting and the special effects as yeah. well. Because every time I watch the movie, I'm like, oh wow, I wish that existed. It'd be yeah. so cool. For me, which is I, almost I bad because that's like... almost the opposite point of the movie. Is the movie's yeah. trying to say, <laughs> you know. Oh, we need to take a step back from being immersed in the digital world. Now they're watching it, going, "I wish this was real. <laughs> I want to be in there." <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, no, I've got no desire to read it. I don't even know what the new one is about, and it confused me that it's come out because if it, obviously I assume it's a sequel, considering it's called Ready Player Two. Yeah, but I don't know what it's supposed to be about because I thought the last, well, at least the movie, if it's the same as the book, I thought that finished like it was just done i don't know how they I can don't know, continue see, I, it i did i do think that they left it open did they yeah oh, okay was that different in the book then than the movie it was there was quite a lot of things that were different in the book yeah compared to the movie um, okay i think the book was a bit more i don't like i know it was supposed to be serious anyway but the book the book was in parts a bit dark i just i don't know it just wasn't my cup of tea. I only, I only very just finished it, and I aren't one for. Yeah. Lightly thinking, right? I won't finish this. Yeah, I know what you mean. So. Yeah, I mean it's it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't, mm. I don't know. I mean, for me, one that I I've read the book and watched the movie, and they are completely different. So I watched and read. I think I read Aller Enchanted first. Yeah. And then, and I loved the book, and then I read the movie, and I uh, sorry, watched the movie, and I was like, this isn't the same thing. Yeah. Lich, apart from the character names and the very, very, not even the plot, no, not ve- barely the plot. Yeah. Everything's different. Like, so, so different. But I can't help but love them both in completely mm. different ways. Um, because the movie's fantastic. It's got all um, loads of really good songs in. Yeah. Um, the actors are really good. It's funny. But then the book, it's just a completely different entity. It doesn't make sense if you combine yeah. the two. It's a bit like um, Aragon. So Aragon's fantastic. Mm-hmm. The book series is amazing. When I watch the movie, it's so strange because I can see that they've tried to follow it, but they've done they've made some choices in the movie that just weren't in the books at all and didn't yeah. make any sense. And some of the casting choices were a bit strange and made me think like why <laughs> why have you cast you know, like Angela, who's meant to be this badass warrior witch kind of thing, as Joss Stone, who, yeah, is badass, but, like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me in, yeah. that, in the way that they did it. So, yeah, that, that's something I actually would like to be redone. I think Aragon would make a fantastic TV series if it had, like, the budget that Game of Thrones had mm. and was done in sort of, like, a big production that way. I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah. And I think that would be really, really cool. So are there any more that you enjoyed? Uh, yeah, one that... I really enjoyed both book and film. Um, was Terry Pratchett's Good Omens? Yes, that's got, on my list actually. Yeah, as well. I got a bit obsessed with it, and like, I think I read the book 
two or three times and then I kept watching the, the series. Yeah. Um just because I just enjoyed everything about it. It was, so it was brilliant. Much. And I keep saying that I want to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, Even the opening theme, yet. like the, the tune at yeah. the beginning. And do you know what was so great? It sparked such a love on um Twitter and on social media because yeah. people started doing fan art, yeah. fan fiction. Um, and it was just everybody was so lovely like everybody came together and it was like such a nice sort of thing that everybody shared this love of yeah but but for me I mean I've always enjoyed the Terry Pratchett adaptations See, there's quite I've a few really, I haven't seen any of the other, the other th- films that have been done yeah um, and I haven't read that many of his books I think I've only read two okay because I think Sky must own the rights because they've done all the movies as well as the yeah. as well as the Good Omens series so I've watched um, Hogfather the Colour of Magic and the Light Fantastic which they did um, as sort of two movies well it was two separate um, movies but they've packaged them together yeah Um, and also Going Postal and I loved every single one of them like they were great and I've read the books for all apart from oh I might have even read Going no I've read Making Money not Going Postal Mm -hmm. Um, and they're brilliant like the actors are fantastic because in The Colour of Magic and the Light Fantastic it's David Jason from Only Fools and Horses And Sean Astin from yeah, Lord of the Rings. I you saying that. Before. And together, they're fantastic. And also, um, oh, I forgot his name. I think it's David Bradley from Harry Potter Joe Filch. Yeah. He's in it as well as some sort of toothless barbarian. <laughs> and he's so fun. Like, it's just so, so funny. Everything works perfectly. And honestly, I could just watch them on repeat back to back. Yeah. Even The Hogfather, it's now become like a Christmas classic for us. We watch really? it every year because it's set sort of Christmas time. Can you only time. get it on, on Sky then? Or? You can buy them on DVD or through Sky, I think. I did actually try to get them on um, like uh, Amazon Digital Download this week and they're not available. Oh, they're not. So I think it's either DVD or a Sky subscription only at the minute. Right. Um... But I know there are more in the works as well, like Sky have announced another one. I don't even know what it is now. It might be, I think it's one of the Commander Vimes ones. So it's like the police service ones. I don't I don't no. know which one it is exactly. Um, but they're really, really fun. And I think they're good because they don't take themselves too seriously, which is obviously the point because Terry Pratchett wrote satire anyway. Yeah. But, they, they, you know, they're just great to lose yourself into and they do just make you laugh. And like I said, the, the actors are just classically funny actors. But then some of them who aren't, so Sean Astin, I didn't think at first, oh, he's going to make me laugh. He's hysterical as him <laughs> to Flower. He's so funny. And it's just really, really good. Yeah, so, I feel yeah. like I need to... I want give... to buy the box set. I need yeah, to get the I feel box like I need set, to so give the books more time. Yeah. I always seem to read them when I've got a lot going on and then I can't really get into them. And... I actually started Terry Pratchett with the children's series. Um, so I read... Um, the Tiffany Aiken series, which I think is four or five book series, which is the We Free Men, which are, again, hilarious, really yeah. funny. Um, and that's kind of where I started with those. Um, and then I went on to sort of Diggers, Truckers and Wings, which is, again is like a kid's series. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, that was it. The Amazing Maurice and His Educated Rodents. That's actually the one that's been um, adapted and that's a kid's one. Yeah. That's really good. And then after that, I haven't read loads of the Discworld ones. Um, I read... Nation, which isn't a Discworld one, but that was really good. Dodger, again, not a Discworld one, but really, really good. Um, I read uh, two of the what, two of the Death series ones. Yeah. Um, you, you've read Mort, haven't you? Mort and yeah. Reaper Man, is it? Is that the second one? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then it's Soul Music, isn't it? Yeah, and I yeah. haven't read those, but no, yeah, you said I've only, really I've only read a two, um, but I, and I did enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but then I went back and tried to read 
The Colour of Magic, is that that's the first that's one? That's the first it? one. Yeah, it's either The Colour of Magic or The Light Fantastic. One of those yeah. is the first one. And I felt like I just couldn't couldn't get into it at no. all, but I don't know if it was just because I've got a lot going on. And yeah. I like the police the, the police ones as well, because um, I think it was Snuff was possibly one of the first ones I read, and Raising Steam as well is really good. Mm. Um, but I've got loads of them, but obviously there are a lot. Like, yeah. I think I've got about 20, and there's over 50 now or yeah. something. I don't, I don't even know. But yeah, they are really good. So let's move on. So we've talked about TV and movie adaptations that we loved. Mm-hmm. What about ones that we hated? Okay. Um... Can I start off with one that I know you also <laughs> hated? Yes. Okay, so we hated the book and the movie. Can you guess what it was? Is it Fallen? By it was chance? Fallen, yeah. Think, yeah. Fallen by Lauren Kate. I have nothing against Lauren Kate, but the book was atrocious and the movie was even worse. Or I don't yeah. even know. I watched the movie and then thought, oh, the book can't be that bad. See, I'll I'd, watch the book. I'll read the book. And they were both utterly shocking. I'd, you I'd actually got, warned me not to do it and yeah, I did anyway I to make up my own didn't opinion. You have my copies? Because um, I think I, I read the books. I read one and two. Right, okay. Um, hoping that it was going to get better. And obviously, yeah. I don't like to not finish a book. Yeah. So I did put myself through the, the torture. I didn't. I, I, I don't think I got um, all the way through the book. I was like, no, this is crap. I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> well, anyway, then I gave it... I, I left, left them and left them. And then I gave them to you. Right, okay. Because I know you said that you wanted to read them and I advised you not to. Um, yeah, and I ignored you, and stupidly. Then years later, I found a film and I was like, I'm sure I've, there was a book on this. And I'd literally got, I think, 15 minutes into the film. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's this one. Yeah. And I just turned it off. I just didn't didn't watch it. No, it was awful. And then another one for me was, um, I don't know, it was just, it was everything about it actually just being bad. <laughs> it was just, there was nothing, the plot was bad, the actors were bad, yeah. the characters were bad. There was, there was bad. nothing to, to drive you to no. read it. it was, no, it was just really, really bad. Um... Sorry to anybody who enjoyed it. <laughs> um, and then another one for me, The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien was my favourite book as a child. Absolutely mm-hmm. loved it. I can't wait to read it to my own daughter. Yep. It was brilliant. The movies, not so much. Really? Yeah. And do you know what? The thing is, right, I loved the first movie. Yeah. I think they got that pretty spot on. Martin Second. Freeman actually made a fantastic Bilbo. I don't think they could have cast anyone better. No. Um, didn't like James Nesbitt as one of the dwarves because he was just himself and it just annoyed me. I don't know. I, I thought it worked quite well. I found it. Quite I don't funny. know. He just kind of annoyed me because it was just like, oh, it's it's like seeing James Corden in a movie. You're like, ah, oh, it's not the character it's supposed to be. It's James Corden because yeah. all he's doing is playing himself. He's not got any <laughs> acting skills whatsoever. He's just James Corden. He's being himself, and that's how I felt with that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, and then so it started off okay. I liked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And then we get to, I think, the third movie, I think. Where th- what was it? The second movie. Might have been the, yeah, the second one where Thorin has his meltdown. Has yeah. his little, um, his little God knows, I don't even know what it was. His abstract 10 minute long thing where he's just wandering around in the hall of gold or whatever, just seeing things. I was like, what a waste of cinematic time yeah. do you know what I've, it was I've so like just the unnecessary they crammed majority of the book into the first film yeah and the first yeah, like film that easily did was... not need to be a trilogy they no. could have literally made one movie done yeah or even two yeah i think but two not three would have been plenty <laughs> yeah not three like the second one i think the second film i think was a complete waste of of yeah time yeah um yeah, i agree um and then the third film 
Like it was, it was again. It was just I don't know. They could yeah. have just just for that battle. They could have just yeah. added that on. The yeah. only the, the only saving grace for me in the second film was Smaug. Yeah, because Smaug was brilliant. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch was fantastic, and the interaction between Smaug and Bilbo was fantastic, and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think if they'd have kept the first film as it was, and then maybe done the second one with more Smaug, but then yeah. it's like Smaug then literally disappears. Sorry if anybody hasn't watched it; it's too late now. It's been out for too long. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not avoiding spoilers now. Smaug literally he's like shut down in the first two seconds of the third movie and i'm like well that was anticlimactic he's gone now yeah that's done and um it was like i was just like he should have been in it for longer that it didn't make any sense to me that he'd just be gone so quickly yeah and like i said it was just it was just too much they they, this i think they started off well and then i think peter jackson was just like ah i've just got toys to play with because it's like the whole um the, the whole scene oh what's it called now I've completely forgotten what it's called. The bit where he goes to the necromancer's lair. Yeah. I've completely forgotten what it's called. Dolgaldor, mm. which I can't say. Yeah. He goes there. Um, and, and Peter Jackson, because I watched the behind the scenes thing, and he's like, oh, I've got this new camera. And he's just playing with it. And, it, it, and you can see it in the movie. It's so animated, mm. so overly animated. Straight away, I was watching that, and immediately I was like, I'm not in a movie anymore. I'm not, I'm not... I'm not immersed in this world anymore. I've come out of it because I can see that it's fake. Yeah. And when you're watching a movie, you don't want to know it's fake. No. You want to feel like you're in there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it was so CGI heavy, but not, I don't think, good CGI. Not yeah. compared to what was in Lord of the Rings. And I just think it, it just completely diverted from the actual story into, a, oh, look at this cool technology. Yeah. And actually, that, that wasn't what we were there for yeah, in the first no, place. I, I agree with that. Like yeah. I said, I really enjoyed the first film. Um, and I love the book. Yeah. But like I said, the, the other two for me have just... Like I said, the, the, in the second one, the whole section with Smaug was brilliant. And that I definitely would keep. Yeah. But just the bit where Thorin goes off on one, I don't think it was necessary. It was like, an, an exag- like in my opinion, I think it was an exaggeration to kind of match up to the length of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's what I mean. It seemed like he was trying too hard to fill out a trilogy when it should have just been two movies. Yeah, definitely. It it did not need to be three. No. It's like like even I've even watched the extended edition. And I think, do you know what? There's some bits that they cut out out and put in the extended edition that they should have left in and got rid of all the other rubbish bits. I'm like, why did those get, get cut? They were actually better than what was in there. So yeah, the, the, for me, those two were definitely at the top of my did not really enjoy yeah. the ad- adaptations of those lists. Do you have any more that you didn't like? Um, a couple of thrillers, actually. Yeah? Or well, say thrillers. Um, Gone Girl. Okay, I haven't seen that. No. Thrillers aren't really my bag. I don't recommend it, to be honest. I've, re- <laughs> I've read the book because it was so hyped. Um, yeah. And I do like to switch between fantasy and thriller. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, see, I like to switch between fantasy and romance because yeah. I'm more of a lovey-dovey, gooey kind of person. But you're like, no, I want thrillers. <laughs> Everybody has to be murdered or yeah. die. If somebody's not dead, I'm no, not I happy. Like, <laughs> I like psychological thrillers where yes. you kind of think, why would a person do that? And obviously the journey that somebody goes through to make themselves believe that that's okay. Yeah. Obviously, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that um, makes sense. So yeah, I do like a mixture of fantasy and thriller. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gone Girl, it was so highly talked about. Like, oh, it, yeah, I, I remember everybody yakking on about yeah. it. Literally, the, yeah. I don't know whether 
like the book for me was ruined by somebody because every time that I'd progressed through the book um, yeah. and I was about to read, I don't know, say Cliffhanger or like the next part of the mystery, mm-hmm. this person would tell me what was going to happen. No. Yeah. Well, I can so, safely say that wasn't me, and so I hope you, you've unfriended them for straight life. Straight away. That's like a criminal offence. So straight away, it just, I couldn't enjoy the book. No. Um, And then I went on to watch Oh, the that's film. awful. I know. Somebody did that to me with um, the final Harry Potter book. Yeah. And um, sort of read my copy ahead of where I was reading, right. and then said to me, oh, this person dies, and I was like, no, what? What? I, and, yeah. I, and I didn't speak to them for like a week. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not talking to you. That's pretty like going a week. I don't think I spoke to this person for... I'm not going to drop names because this but... person is still in my life. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> it wasn't me, was it? No, it wasn't oh, you. No, it wasn't right, you then. at all. <laughs> no, if it was you, I wouldn't be doing this with you. You'd oh. be like cast out. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, and then obviously I watched the film and it was just... I don't know. I think because I was so annoyed at the, at the book... Not necessarily because of anything that I'd found wrong with it, but just because I was annoyed yeah. with how I'd progressed through the book because this person ruined it for me. Yeah. I just I just didn't enjoy the film. I just Yeah, like that it. makes sense. Okay, well let's move on. Let's go on to books that we would love to see adapted. So I've already said about Aragon, I think that would make a fantastic TV series if it was given the kind of budget that Game of Thrones was given, mm-hmm. if it was cast with the same kind of good quality actors. Fantastic. Um Another one for me, so again, obviously The House in the Cerulean Sea, it was such a good book, I'd just love to see it come to life, like I, it's just like now a dream that I'd yeah. just love to be there, but then at the same time, I don't know who they'd cast, I don't know yeah. who how they'd do it, because it's so unique, um, I just don't know how, how they'd do it, and there's always this little niggling thought in the back of your mind, where you're like, oh gosh, I don't want them to ruin it, like we've said, like they did with The Hobbit and things like that, and it's like, I don't want them to ruin something that I love so much. Yeah. So yeah, so there's that. I'd love to see um, an adaptation of the Night Circus, which I think would make a great movie. But part of me only wants to see the world of it. Yeah. I've so I just want that. I just want the imagery of it and just to see the magic almost come to life, mm. if that makes sense. Do you have any? Uh, yeah, I'd love for them to make a Throne of Glass series. Not a film, yes. because I think there's... Like there's could, too many books. There's too much material yeah, for a film. I think they could do so. I much. think there's too much material for a film series. Even yeah, I do you think you're yeah. right? I think a TV series would be great there. Yeah, yeah, um, that would so be really good. Just, just you know, as well, just having another female heroine just kicking ass on screen. I think that'd yeah. be so good. Because I, I still don't think we get enough of it, really. No, I we don't we get that. more than we used to, but I don't think we get enough. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That'd be really, really fun. And I think it'd be fun because of all the different sort of settings mm-hmm. because obviously you've got the city settings which remind me of like Dickensian London yeah really old-fashioned kind like of gothic towns. yeah and yeah, then little yeah. villages but then you've also got the other worlds where it's well not worlds but other lands where it's mm. more like fey and like forests and yeah. all this beautiful scenery and I think it'd work really well together I it'd do. be like, a, keep, like an epic scale of, of setting I keep thinking like you know when you go on your phone after you've discussed something and you get like an ad for it or yeah yeah I'm really hoping that ha- that happens with, um, <laughs> with Throne of Glass yeah you just get like a little thing oh yeah. this is being made into a movie which is funny actually because one of mine one that was on my list is um, Six of Crows right the Six of Crows duology so there's Six of Crows and then Crooked Kingdom um, and I think I've mentioned before I actually liked the second book more than the first book but 
I think that has actually been, well, or it is in the process of being turned into a TV series. I think it's actually Netflix or something, but it's combined with the author's other series, which I've completely blanked the name of. Um, yeah, I don't remember the name of the series. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of being combined with something else, and I think they're running kind of together. Yeah. But I've seen the cast, or what they announced originally as who the cast was, and I think the cast looks really cool because they're really diverse characters, so mm. that looks really good. So I'm excited for that if that does happen. I know it's awkward a little bit, really, because, you know, they'll say things are going to be made and then it can never happen. Yeah. Or, you know, as we've said, things can be made and they can be utterly rubbish. (laughs) So it's always a bit of a gamble, I suppose. And I suppose the author feels it more than anyone else. I know there's um, uh, Rick Riordan who wrote Percy Jackson. He hates the adaptation so much. He hates it, yeah. He just want everything. There's like petitions and things because people want it to be redone properly. Yeah. Um, which I feel, I always feel like I don't want to speak up because I actually kind of liked <laughs> the movie. Um, but then I haven't read the book, so yeah, you know, I, I came at it I suppose from a different perspective than somebody who was already a fan of the book. Um, one more on my list would be Spellslinger, which is a really really cool series. I've still not read it. I've got the first one upstairs. It's really good. I definitely recommend it if you want just a funny adventure yeah with some really heartfelt moments it's really good it's got magic it's got ev- it's got everything it's really really good mm. um and i'm still not bored of it and i think there's like seven or eight books in the series right. it's so good and i just want to see my favorite character on screen <laughs> i want to know what rikus looks like i want to see my talking squirrel cat who likes to kill people <laughs> that's what i want he likes to kill people he likes to have baths and eat butter biscuits and I just want to see him I just I just want to, to be able to turn on the TV or go and watch a movie and he's there yeah and all this is actually making me really sad because we can't watch movies at the cinema anymore <laughs> I, I actually said this to someone this morning I can't believe that I haven't been to the cinema once this year no and the cinema is like my other than bookshops it's it's the place I am it's yeah. the place I've always no, gone to it's I like know. a special place for me where I've always just been able to just escape everything yeah. else and I haven't been to the cinema once. Well, we, we used to go every week, didn't we? Yeah. Me and you. Yeah, I used um, to go twice a week because I'd go with you and then I'd go same. another time as well. And I'd just, I'd pr- pretty much just live there. Yeah. Thank and God for Orange Wednesdays. Yes. <laughs> the good old days of Orange Wednesdays. Gosh, that's going back a bit, isn't it? Two for Tuesdays as well. Um, <laughs> and then we were on Meerkat. Yeah, I don't know why we're just advertising all these different things um, that don't but even exist use. anymore. Yeah, it's awful. Um, you know, I was saying the last thing I actually went to see at the cinema was Frozen 2, which I'm still allowed to talk about because it's a book adaptation. <laughs> um, it's based on The Snow Queen by Hans Christian Andersen. I well, can't say based on, loosely. Um, I can't remember what I last went to see. I want to say... But this was, this was last year. This was November or December last this, year. I've this seen is, nothing this year. I think the last thing I saw was last Christmas. Yeah. And I literally saw it just before last Christmas. Yeah. What, the Christmas just gone? Yeah. Yeah, so that's the same for me, because we saw Frozen 2. But yeah, it's been a very, very strange year. And uh, hopefully it will get better and we can start doing the things that we're we missing. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, speaking of which, actually, just to detour for a moment, I actually found, before this current lockdown, um, when, when we came out of the last lockdown, I found a new bookshop, which you know about because you went and I didn't know that it even existed. So I went to Dagfield's Antique ah. Fair, Antique and Craft Fair, yeah. or whatever it's called, in Shropshire. 
and stumbled across their bookshop and it's just like the type of bookshop you'd expect to see in Diagon Alley (laughs) just books everywhere on the floor in piles towers and towers of books and then you've got you know nothing is seems new in there everything seems ancient and it's just all these leather bound tomes just upon the wall bootcases everywhere there's like it's like five six different rooms in that shop yeah and I was just in there I must have been in there for about an hour I could have stayed longer, but I was exhausted because it's the last shot we went into. Um, and it was just fascinating. It and really it was. smells like a proper oh, yeah. old I, I just wanted shop. to bottle the smell and just yeah. take it home and just, yeah, just keep it in the house. It was just, yeah, it was, I'm definitely going to be going back when it's reopened. But yeah, it's just one of those places that you could just lose yourself in for hours. And some of the books, I didn't... Some of them were even in English, and I still oh. wanted to buy them because yeah. they looked so good. Yeah. I, I came across like a selection of German sort of, I don't <laughs> even know, well that's the thing, it was in German, I didn't even know what it was about, but I was like, that looks yeah. so nice, I want it anyway. So yeah, that was fun. But yeah, so let's move on to books we want to read next month. Okay. So do you have any on your list? Um, I do. Okay, do you want me to start? I've got quite a few. Okay. I've got saved that I, I want to read. Okay. Um... I just never seem to get round to it. Okay. Well, I'll start us off because I've had a couple... Well, I had an arc of um, a book called Charmed Wife mm-hmm. by Olga Grushin, which is like a dark Cinderella retelling. Yeah. Which, as soon as I read the synopsis, I was like, I want to read that. It sounds really <laughs> creepy and really fun. Basically, I think it says something about what happens after after happily ever after... Um, what happens next and then something about um, Cinderella is going to see a witch or a fairy godmother because she wants to kill the king and I'm like oh wow and it sounds really good so I'm like okay what happens next so yeah that's definitely on my list to read soon what about you um I still need to read The Sisters Grimm okay yeah that's on my list too actually um Everything's on my list. My TBR is ridiculous. I just remembered actually that's still at my parents' house because obviously I've moved out and yes, I've got books there. I've got books here, and yeah, I need to bring all of my babies. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another one for me was um, written in the stars by Alexandria Belfleur. Fleur. I don't know how to say it. I'm really <laughs> not good with names. I'm gonna guess Fleur. Belfleur. I don't know. I'm rubbish at this. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and that sounds really, really sweet, actually. It's an LGBT rom-com. Um, and it says that there's nods to Bridget Jones and Pride and Prejudice. So straight away, I'm like, yes, I'm there for this. And it's LGBT and its own voices. And I'm, I'm just really excited to read that one. So that's what I'm hoping to tackle over the next month. Um, I've also got How It All Blew Up by Arvin Armadi which, again, is a LGBTYA, and that's own voices as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds really, really sweet. So you can look all of these up on Goodreads and add them to your TBR. Yes. And then I had one more which I've requested as an arc because it's not out, I don't think, until next year. I probably won't get it because it's really, really popular, actually, um, called Master of One by Jada Jones and Danielle Bennett. And that's like a fantasy. Um, it's set in the world of the Fae. mm um, it's about um, somebody who has to go and find an artefact, but he comes to find that the artefact is actually a person. Oh, okay. Um, and it's meant to be like a heist, kind of fantasy heist, but with loads of humour. Yeah. So straight away I'm like, oh, that sounds really good. I'm really interested in that. I think there was a reference, somebody said it, that in the blurb that it was a bit like Six of Crows. So straight away I'm like, yeah, that, that's yeah. like a fantasy heist. That, that's really cool. That's definitely something I want to read. Um, and also comparisons to... Um, 
The Cruel Prince by Holly Black. So they're all really cool fantasy things that that I really enjoy. So hopefully, I've got my fingers crossed that I'll get it. But if not, I'll just buy it when it comes out anyway. But yeah, what about you? Any more? Yeah, like I said, I've got quite a few. Um, There's one I'm assuming is a fairy tale retelling. Yeah. Called Cinderella is Dead. Yes, I have that as well. Have you got it? Yes, I do. I actually think we managed to go on a book haul, didn't we? Um, Just between these two lockdowns. And I think I picked it up then. I'm not sure. I do have it. It's though. been on my my yeah. list for a I have while. It. I haven't read it, but yeah. I do have it. You probably stole the last copy again. Probably. I have a knack of doing that <laughs> and then showing <laughs> you my puppy dog eyes and be like, oh, but I really, really want it. I know. Um, another one I'm looking forward to read. I have actually started this. It's called Five Feet Apart. Oh, okay. Um, They've made a movie yes, about that, haven't they? they yeah. have. It is on Netflix, but I'm holding off to watch it until, until I've read, read it. it. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. I'm about halfway through. Yeah. Um, and basically it's about two people that have got the lung disease cystic fibrosis. Yes. Um, okay. And I don't know, I just... I, think I try and steer away from things that I know are I going know. to make me really sad. I know. and I wasn't Because I've accidentally to. made myself really, really sad too many times with things like Marley and me. Yeah. And, um, oh, what was that other one that was on? There was like Midnight Sun, which was on Netflix, which isn't the Twilight A Monster one. Calls as well. Yeah, A Monster Calls. And um, I think, was it Everything, Everything as well? That's another adaptation. And I'm like, I'm just bawling my eyes out. And I'm like... Yeah. This isn't fun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I always try and opt for things that are a little bit more happy. Well, like I said, I kind of stumbled upon it and then I thought, oh, here's me moaning about being in lockdown and all this. And then I thought, oh, yeah, imagine not being able to ever go six between, like, closer yeah. than six foot to to somebody. Yeah. And I thought, no, I'm going to I'm gonna read that. Just no, as, that's true. Like, yeah, it's like a bit of an, yeah, give you a bit of perspective almost. Yeah, yeah I think that's been important in, in this year as well, to have perspective, because it's so easy to wallow and feel like everything's bad for you. And like, obviously, don't get no, me wrong, no, yeah. everything has been bad and it's been a hell of a lot worse for other people. But I think when you do step back and think, actually, I'm not suffering as much as this person or as or this I've person. Or I've still got this, whereas yeah, this exactly. person hasn't. And yeah, exactly. I think you does, can kind of lose a bit your way in your own... Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can become bogged down. And especially, like I said, if you're stuck in, away from all the things you're used to, away from the people you're used to seeing and talking to, if you're isolated, and especially if you're worried about other people as well, you you know, it is going to have a knock-on effect on on your mood and on how you're feeling. Mm. But like I said, let's just, all we can do is hope that things are going to get better and, you know, all do what the best we can, really, I suppose. But yeah, so let's move on. Um, I wanted to quickly just cover a couple of things. First one is, it is still National Novel Writing Month. Mm-hmm. Um, NaNoWriMo, if you want to shorten it down, which is the hashtag, which I love saying because it's so much fun. NaNoWriMo. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and it's really fun and it's an excuse to just write whatever you want. Um, you know, you don't have to be a writer or you don't have to consider yourself as a writer. You can write whatever you want. Um, it's kind of fun. I wrote my first novel um, during Nano, and I haven't finished it yet because life is just <laughs> constantly getting in the way. Um, but yeah, I think it was it was a really good kind of spurring me on kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it you know you, you don't have to start it in November. You don't have to write fifty thousand words, which is the goal for a lot of people. But you you can do whatever you want. And I think it's just really nice. And there's a lot of community around it as well. And a lot of learning. So if you do want to learn more about writing, it's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from it anyway. 
And then the other thing I wanted to... So, sorry, so anybody who is taking part, well done and keep going and good luck. And yeah, so the other thing I wanted to talk about was Audible Gate, which is a big thing going on right now. We've actually known about it for ages. Yes. And I think, I think quite a lot of people... On one of our last podcasts. Possibly, actually, because we did we do an audiobooks episode? If we didn't, we're going to do one. Um, <laughs> I will have a look. Yeah, we? I think we will do an audiobooks um, episode coming up, though, at some point. But yeah, so Audible Gate is basically... A lot of authors have found out that when you return a book on Audible, the authors and the narrators are getting charged by Amazon. So they're like taking it out of their royalties, mm-hmm. but not telling them, apparently, is the the word on the street, as it were. So yeah, so self-published authors, traditionally published authors and narrators, and yeah, are all kind of up in arms about it at the moment. Justifiably so, because I don't think any of them were made aware of it. Because when I signed up for Audible, it was almost like, oh yeah, this is it. You know, you pay your monthly fee. And then you almost get to treat it like a library service. That's the thing, and that's how it you is You can return promoted. a book, or as many books as you want, yeah. and take out new ones, and that was it. Now, they, we never got told as consumers that the authors are going to be charged, no. or else I'd have never done it. No. Do you know what I mean? I've, I've, as somebody who, is a, who does write, who wants to you know, have a published novel at some point, hopefully soon, <laughs> you know, the, that idea to me is horrendous. Why, you know, why, why would you charge the person creating it? when you're offering free returns yeah that doesn't that's that doesn't add up so i think that's the big problem at the moment um and hopefully something gets sorted about it because it's not fair i think just making people more aware because obviously when i first had audible like yeah. i said it, it, it was when you when you buy it it's made out that it is like a library service and yeah yeah no questions asked if you want to return a book yeah you can do so with yeah. as many as you like up to a year i think after you've bought it you can do it yeah um, and then if you cancel your membership, obviously you can't return them anymore. Yeah, but so but I, as I said to you, surely then if Amazon are just getting, if you're still paying, if you are a paying member and you're still getting, and they are still getting, sorry, your monthly membership fee, mm-hmm. why are they charging the authors if you return a book? Because I'm, I'm Audible aren't losing any money. No, they aren't losing a penny because you are still paying your monthly subscription. Now I don't know if it if it changes any for. People who don't pay monthly and who just buy the pay the price they pay for audiobooks. I don't know if that's any different or not. But, you know, I don't it doesn't seem right to me. You know, authors and narrators put in a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. You know, the authors obviously write everything. They craft these worlds, these characters, and then the narrators bring them to life. As I said, with with the book that I'm listening to at the moment, A Villain for Christmas, Michael Leslie is amazing. Yeah. And the thought of, you know, if I'd have returned that book and then he gets docked the money he deserves yeah that doesn't make sense well, you, to me. you just think how many how many people are probably returning audiobooks yeah who don't, know, don't about know about it. it yeah exactly because i didn't no. i didn't for ages and i was returning books thinking oh this is great this is like I, I, i'm paying monthly for a library service i can have as many books as i want and it's brilliant um so even if i finish one before the end of the month i can have another one and then I, when I found out, I felt awful. Yeah. I even went out and re-bought some of the books that I returned <laughs> because I was like, I don't want to be responsible for that yeah. at all. It didn't feel right. Obviously, your library is one thing, but you shouldn't be effectively not stealing. I mean, well, you are, aren't you? If, well, you, if you're listening to the entire book, 
and then returning it and the author is not getting paid even though you've listened to the entire thing that doesn't make any sense you can't no. do that with an ebook or a physical book you can't walk into a bookshop buy a book read the entire thing and then take it back yeah but like so i said that's amazon's fault yeah mm. it is entirely and do i you think know what I mean? you know i'm not saying they should get rid of the returns service because i do think it is great for consumers but i do think obviously they, they shouldn't be charging no the, the authors and the narrators it just doesn't make sense but yes, so that was a bit annoying, but let's um, well, say a bit annoying, a bit annoying for us, but obviously awful for the uh, authors and narrators involved. But yes, so we are kind of running out of time, so let's quickly jump onto our book club chat. Yep. So last, well, not last month, but last episode, we chose The Extraordinaries by TJ Klune as our um, book of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it quite a long time ago, so I'm going to try and remember what I thought. But my full review is on the um, on the blog if anybody wants to check it out. So that's it, myendlessshelf.weebly.com. Um, but yeah, so I enjoyed it. Again, my first thought right now is, oh, it wasn't as good as The House in the Cerulean Sea because yeah. I'm comparing everything to that book. Uh, but it was really, really good. I loved the superheroes. I loved that it was a YA superhero fantasy uh, sci-fi because so often you do get adult sci-fis and i loved that it was a superhero book for kids yeah well for teens whatever um i thought nick who's the main character was really relatable yeah i thought he was so much fun but at the same time really tugged on your heartstrings really sweet um i loved his character and his inner monologue i thought he was brilliant yeah absolutely brilliant again we had great diversity in characters the only thing for me and the reason i didn't really give it five stars was I guessed all of the plot twists. Yeah. So everything that was supposed to be, or what I assumed was supposed to be, oh, you didn't see this coming. I saw it coming. But that's the <laughs> a thing. Mile off. But I'm wondering now whether that was whether or not it was intentional because the thing is, Nick, who's the main character, was always kept in the dark. Yeah. So part of me wonders whether we were supposed to know what was happening, and then it's more sort of not sometimes funny, sometimes upsetting to watch Nick, who doesn't know what's going yeah. on. Um. But yeah, so I'm not sure whether that was the intention, but that's that's how I felt. But I, it was I really, really good. I believe that it was intentional. Yeah, probably. Um, and I think that that kind of made part of the story, and obviously that kind of gave you the sympathy and like the, aww, yeah. for, for Nick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I know then at what the you same mean. time, you realise just how much his friends are looking out for him. Yes. Because yeah. obviously if we didn't know what was going to happen, if it wasn't that obvious to us... Then yeah, we'd like, have just thought that his friends weren't yeah, very nice. Like, yeah. yeah, so yeah, I, I do think agree. it was intentional yeah and i do really enjoy it and i know we can't talk about it too much now because we are running out of time but we will be having the book chat on twitter on friday the 27th of november at 7 p.m um so that'll be going ahead as normal and you know come along and we'll have a chat in the comments about that we'll be asking some questions and you know it's just a nice place for everyone to just to talk about the book uh, but yeah it, like i said it was really really good i did thoroughly enjoy it mm-hmm. and i'm really looking forward to the second one which has now been announced yep but I've forgotten what it's called. <laughs> um, I really need to be better prepared. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I always look forward to new TJ Klune books. And I think I, this, I, I'm kind of, I've become like some unintentional spokesperson. <laughs> if I don't mention him every episode, I feel like my TJ Klune card gets revoked. I don't, I don't do it intentionally. It's just, there's always something good to talk about, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, which I suppose is just the sign of a good author, really. Yeah. If, you, you know, if there's nothing good to talk about, then... You won't, but, you know, when there is, you will. <laughs> so, yeah, so The Extraordinaries is really good. Um, really, really enjoyed it. This month, we've decided to choose something a little bit different. 
Uh, we actually chose this book when we intended to record the podcast, which was around Halloween. Yes. So we decided to try and choose something that had a little bit more of a spooky feel, something that was a little bit more Halloween-y. Obviously, it's past Halloween now, but we don't care and we're sticking with it anyway <laughs> uh, because it sounds really good. So we decided to choose The Library of the Unwritten by A.J. Hackwith, which sounds fantastic, actually. Um, so even without t- telling you the blurb, The Library of the Unwritten... And if you know the series name, the series name is, I think, the Library of Hell, isn't it? Or Hell's Library. Yeah, yeah. So straight away, you're kind of like, <laughs> oh, well, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so just to tell you a little bit about the back, it says, um, every book left unfinished by its author is filed away in the unwritten wing, a neutral space in hell presided over by Claire, its head librarian. Along with repairing and organising books, her job consists of keeping an eye on restless stories whose characters risk materialising and escaping the library. Now, I won't read any more because there's a bit more, but um, it sounds really cool. Yeah. And I know you have actually already started listening to this um, because, like I said, we chose it a while ago. Now, you've said, from what you've said, I really want to read it even more. Um, I think I'm literally on on chapter three at at most. But you said it's ripped you straight away, hasn't it? From from the minute that it opens, the first sentence, you just like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> so it just has you right yeah. there. That's really good. And I know you're listening to it. Now, I said I was going to read it, and I think I still am. Mm-hmm. But you've made me want to listen to yeah. it. Yeah, do you know what? Um, the audio version, like some of them, it's a bit of a, a double-edged what's it? You'll either get one that you really click with yeah, or one that you can't stand. Yes. Now, I switched... When Wishes Bleed, the yeah. last book I read, um, I ended up, I started reading it and then I tried to listen to it because I was at work. Okay. And I, I just couldn't stand the narrator. It just, it was kind of ruining the book for me. Right. Okay. Um, the, the voice was just so droning and like, yeah. Yeah, it's it is hard, isn't it? Because a narrator, a narrator will obviously make or break yeah, an audio None of the character voices matched up because yeah. it, you could tell it was the same person and was no it was literally like just like person. no effort yeah, yeah like every time a character's character changed the the voice changed to it like you just got a sore throat right Do you know okay. what I mean? you were losing your voice it, it really wasn't wasn't anything what's it so i ended up finishing the book by reading it on my kindle instead which yeah i'm glad i did because i still enjoyed it yeah um but yeah the the audible narration to the library within the unwritten so far is fantastic the characters are Already, even yeah. though you're in that chapter three. That's chapter really three. good. Yeah. It's really good when something grips you like that. So, yeah, so that's what we've chosen this month. So we've got our spooky, sort of Halloween-inspired kind of, that's what we went for, Yeah, book. So it's The Library of the Unwritten by A.J. Hackwith. So if you want to read that with us over the rest of November and into December and then join up with us on the next podcast. So we decided, actually, because this podcast is a bit late because we did have a lot of tech issues at the beginning of the month, um we decided to move the Christmas special back to the 22nd of December. So it'll be just before Christmas. So it'll be Mm -hmm. a few days before. Um, So that'll hopefully give people something to listen to while you're (laughs) off work. If you are off work, if you're not, then try and listen to it anyway, (laughs) because we love doing this. Um, But yeah, so we've got until the 22nd of December to read the library of the unwritten. And then we're going to talk about it then. And we'll have the book chat probably after Christmas unless we can sneak it in beforehand mm-hmm. um yeah so that's what we're going to read then we're going to be doing a Christmas special uh, we're going to be talking about all of our favorite Christmas books um and anything new as well sort of summing up as well what we've read over the past 12 months 
yeah. and what we're looking forward to reading in 2021, which is going to be really exciting. Yeah. So yeah, so don't forget to join us on Friday the 27th of November at 7pm, that's UK time, for our Extraordinaries um, Boot Club chat. That's going to be really fun. And that's um, on Twitter, is it? Yes, sorry. Yeah. Yes, that is on Twitter. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> Use the hashtag um, TTP Book Chat and you can join in with the Book Chat there. Um, so yeah, so we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.